0: It's March 26th, 2016, and blink twice if you need help. I'm Colin Detmar. (laughs) I'm Jesse Cox, and this is Bottle Crow. Hey Jesse, how's it going, man? Uh, It's going
1: good, dude. Good weekend. Good weekend for some Dota and some drama.
0: Glad to hear it. So, I imagine the folks here are are new to you. Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Yep. Uh, My name's Jesse Cox. Uh, I... Randomly got placed in a match with Colin about three months ago, I think. And um kind of blew my mind. And I, don't know, I just kept talking to you and um, we played a few games. I used to have a podcast and I noticed that Bottle Crow kind of uh, lacked a, I don't know, a discussion about MMR. And I think that a lot of people play Dota um, for MMR just kind of to see their personal skill uh, increase and watch their development, and I pitched the, that idea to have that kind of segment or that kind of discussion on Bottle Crow to Colin, and here I am.
0: Yeah, this is sort of your your, your trial by fire here, I guess. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think MMR. It's it's a weird thing, right? Because I play with like like host emeritus Johnny and uh, Emily, who will you know obviously be on future episodes she's just off this week um but they tend to just play with me right or other friends and like like sometimes i'll be getting ready i'll boot up dota and johnny will be like hey man you you know you want some company and i was like oh i was actually planning to solo queue and he will just be mystified that i will choose to solo queue (laughs) when i have the option to party
1: that feels like such a shit thing to say (laughs) it
0: does but it's also like it's like no, it's not like I don't like enjoy your company or something, but it's a very different thing. It's like no, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to like force myself to improve and test my skills, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, uh, what has your your MMR progression been? Where did you start and where are you now?
1: Um, so my background with Dota or sorry, with MOBAs in general is like is pretty much zero. I never played the original Dota. I never played League. I never played. Uh, here's a new earth. I started playing Dota um, a year and a half ago uh, with my high school friends, and when I calibrated, I calibrated at 850, and now I'm up to almost 2.7k. Nice. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's modest, right? It's not like it's probably average or maybe a little below average. I don't know where the where the curve stands, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of climbing. 2k MMR in in less than a year yeah for sure and um yeah I don't know it, w- within that like a little more about myself I work 40 hours a week I have a full-time job a full-time girlfriend um I devote a lot of time to uh rock climbing here in southern California so I have that to kind of balance um so I I, I you know I have like the normal I would say I have an average person's um time limitations when it comes to like devoting time to playing video games and stuff like that. I just Mm -hmm. kind of, when I get on Dota, it's usually to like get better at Dota, you know what I'm saying?
0: For sure, for sure. And I think like I don't know, it, it feels like one of the biggest factors in improving an MMR is just a good, is like the right attitude about it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean like, it's not something. You can play. Okay, you can definitely play a bunch of games and get better through the experience, but there's also. Because it's such a complex game, like, that attitude helps you out. Um. As you're like. There's just. There's always something to learn, right? And mm-hmm. you're not going to learn something with a negative. with Without a positive mental attitude, as our tour might say.
0: So I have only raised myself 900. I calibrated at 1.8, and I am currently at 2.7. Um. So yeah, we're at this at this point. You're gonna pass me pretty soon, I guess. Um,
1: we're on. I, I actually checked right before the podcast, and we're like within twenty MMR of each other right now.
0: So you probably, I'm, I'm guessing, just by the by your progression, you probably have a better a technique for for raising MMR than me. For me, I guess the well, things that I
1: <laughs> also consider that I started at 850, so maybe that's a little easier to climb out of than.
0: I guess yeah. that's true. But uh <laughs> right. I don't so I guess I'll say the things that I think about about raising my strategies and then you can you can elaborate from there with your thoughts. Um Okay. For me I think the things that are important are uh I think one thing is do not spam one hero. Mm-hmm. Um you need to like you need to be a flexible player. You need to be able to play just about every role. You need to be able to play heroes that can like counter and also, you know, you respond to when people are countering you.
1: It's also super valuable to like. Sure, you should be flexible, um, but it's also super. I guess I'll come back to it later. But it's also super flexible, to- or sorry, super uh, valuable to just have that stable of like one or two heroes that you have like a seventy percent win rate with, you know, or something like that. Something that you just it's like riding a bike, you know. Mm-hmm. You like I need that mental boost. I need like twenty five plus twenty five today. Um, you're like I'm gonna jump on. For me, it's Earthshaker. Or oh like yeah,
0: yeah. My ear shaker as well. I haven't. It's been a while, but my ear shaker is is one of my best win rates as well. Yeah, and I feel like the other thing, like, especially even if you're playing a support, I would almost say especially if you're playing a support, you need to learn how to farm. Obviously, if you're playing a carry and you don't know how to farm, you're just not gonna win. Yeah. But it's possible to skate by as a support who doesn't know how to farm, and you need to work on that.
1: Yeah, that was definitely something I, um. I started playing carry a little bit more. I, I play carry a lot in, like, party games with my friends because, uh, like, I mean, like you and Emily, and, and mostly I play support in solo, but I started playing uh, in unranked or with my friends. I started playing carry just so I could get used to that farming because it's just, it, I mean, it's like, it's obviously valuable, right?
0: hmm
1: So, yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, and I feel like the last lesson... That I that I have is, like, don't beat yourself up about stuff too much. But like, anytime you lost, it's because you did something wrong. Maybe there were bigger factors leading to the loss, but you were never perfect, and you need to see the faults in your own play yeah. and and correct them. Right? Absolutely. So what would you what would you add to all that?
1: When I when I first started to climb, like, it's it was as easy for me as. Just playing captain's mode, and I think like, or for someone like Emily, Emily like stated her MMR in one of the past, like one of the previous podcasts, um, as being like down there in that 850 range. Which there's nothing to be ashamed of, right? If you've never Mm -hmm. played a MOBA before, why, like, why would you be worried about starting, like, starting at one or two or three? Why does it matter? But if, if you if you are down in that range and I think even at this range my captain's mode win rate is pretty high. If you can snag captain or like kind of hold the captain's hand through the drafting process, then you're just eliminating that like two out of five or one out of five chance that you get like so it it, it works it works two ways where you don't get a specter and an anti mage in the same game, right? You don't get you don't get an off lane specter for one. You don't get like, uh, you don't get someone who wants to play uh, carry crystal maiden or mid lich or something like that. Mm-hmm. But also, you have the opportunity to like ask people who oh sorry ask people who are you best with or who what like what who do you have a high win rate with or what do you think about countering this guy or something like that. You have a, you have that opportunity to, like, build communication with your team and learn about your team before the game even starts. And that's, like, crazy, and I feel like that's so invaluable for you to have right before the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, like, when I was at 850 MMR up to... I kind of stopped playing Captain's Mode because I'm, like, a lazy, impatient guy, but, like, when I, when I was playing Captain's Mode, I had, like, a 78%... Win rate in wow. in eight hundred and fifty is, I mean maybe okay maybe like maybe the critics will say it's because I'm in eight hundred and fifty but I th- I think my win rate at in all pick was like I don't know fifty eight or something like that so it's still high but it's not like eighty percent you know mm-hmm. um so there's that I think Captain's mode is is a really good like if you're just trying to climb then it's a great way for you to like eliminate the possibility of people kind
0: of throwing from the Mm get-go. Is it, like, it seemed to me like I just always assumed that finding a captain's mode match would take an eternity.
1: Um, I've waited an hour before, Hmm. but you have to consider, like, okay, if you really want to try, you should, I mean, I think you should play, like, maybe 10, 15 games and see what your win rate is. For me, when I saw that, my win rate was above... Like three quarters of the games I was playing, it makes it just makes more sense for me to like wait. So if I played two all-pick games in an hour, and you know, won one and lost one. Or sorry, two, yeah, two all-pick games in two hours. Let's say, let's say I'm playing Dota for two hours, and in the all-pick scenario, I'm most likely like, like looking at my win rate, I'm most likely to win one and lose one. And if I'm playing captain's mode, or yeah, if I'm playing captain's mode in two hours, I'm probably only going to play one game because there's that longer wait time. But I'm much more likely to win one. Does mm-hmm. that make sense?
0: It totally does. And also, like you know, with the with the with, like, it doesn't matter if you can get in five games of all pick. If your win rate is 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 like around fifty eight percent, there's decent odds that you didn't make any progress because you won and lost and won and lost.
1: You yeah, know? absolutely. Hmm.
0: And also like. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of a lot of players that I know who I feel like are good players. Yeah, one of their strongest suits is communication and then like you get in a game of all pick and people just don't want to communicate and you I assume you just yes. don't get those people in captain's mode.
1: Uh I mean, occasionally you do you can't rule that out because it's video games. Yeah. And those people are going to exist, the people who just want to play it you just want to play the game and tune everybody out, which is dumb when it's a team game, but it's still gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But it's much less likely. Just because of the you get that you get the crowd you said this actually like in one of the very first episodes and it rang I think it might be one of the reasons why I started playing Captain's mode was that like you're playing with the crowd of people who are down to wait for thirty minutes for a game. Mm-hmm. People who people who like value that. Um value the experience of a good game that someone's not going to, like, be overwhelmingly selfish.
0: Yeah. So, okay, like, you said Earthshaker is one of the heroes that you you tend to go to. What do you think your Mm -hmm. other, like, your top three heroes are?
1: Oh, man, I could pull it up. Um, I played. (sighs) I tend to do well. So one of the other points I had for just, like, raising your MMR or just raising your win rate in general is... Finding your playstyle, and I think that's pretty. That's also like, even if you're just playing all pick, that's still incredibly valuable, because the heroes in Dota are so diverse, and you have somebody like an anti mage who just, I mean, you have a, you have a pretty crazy spell rate, but for the most part, you're just focused on farming, or somebody like uh, somebody like Earthshaker who has, um, you should be focused on placing your spells in the right place and positioning, or somebody like Omni or Dazzle who is, it's kind of the same as Earthshaker where your spells, but your spells are defensive. Your spell, you need to like, it's less of placing your spells in the right place and more of being in the right place. Mm -hmm. I I should have thought about um, how to say that a little better, but let's see, I want to see who my top are right now. I don't know if the top of my head.
0: I mean it is definitely different kinds of of positioning, right? There's sort of the positioning of like of like getting your your physical body in the right place in the game and there's just sort of the positioning of knowing your ranges and the enemy's ranges and sort of the the extent of your spells to which you can you can get optimal setups like you don't like you need pretty good positioning with Earthshaker, but even if you don't have amazing positioning, if you just have a really good sense of the range and impact that Fissure will have, you can mm-hmm. do a fuckload. You know,
1: absolutely. Fissure's Fissure's my favorite ability in the whole game. I realize that Echo Slam is fucking nuts, but Fissure has like you change the map for an, for a couple of seconds, right? People mm-hmm. don't. It's it it takes people off, uh, off guard for sure, and it's just fun to play around like. Changing the map on on the other team, or like saving saving your teammate by putting a wall behind him. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just so those my... times,
0: those times, an enemy like goes into like a tight place, and then you just shut the door. Or
1: putting <laughs> just... a putting a fissure between Legion and the person she's doing It's, like incredibly hard, but it's so
0: satisfying. Oh man, I've never done that.
1: Um. So my top right now are uh, Earthshaker, Bristleback, Dazzle. And Ursa, which are fairly different heroes, right? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't really sat down and thought about um, why that is. Maybe Ursa because he's kind of a pub stomper at the lower MMRs. Um, but I actually like when I was learning Dota, Dazzle is was the hero that I learned on because he doesn't he doesn't necessarily need a lot of farm. You can kind of he needs levels, um, but when I was playing learning with my friends. I just stayed in the lane with them the entire time, and that gave me, like, uh... Gave me the levels I needed to, like, make an impact, and... He's just fun. I don't know. Saving... Saving somebody is fun, or... Putting... Healing people's fun. I... I think, like, the aspect of Dota that is warding and dewarding is super fun, like, looking for the person with wards, and... <clears throat> watching and waiting for them to put wards somewhere, I think that's fun, so Dazzle's cool. Um... I don't know i tend to do just looking at this like down the list also is like shadow shaman witch doctor spirit breaker and i think just looking at that list my play style kind of comes down to spell placement and i think that i came to that conclusion when i started to climb and it made a huge difference for me because there are heroes that i'm not so good with like slark lifestealer clinks who those right click heroes that once you get them farmed it's really about your body placement and being able to get the right click damage in in a team fight or getting those pickoffs or something like that I'm just not good like something about my brain something about um because I started in Dota and because I started playing heroes like uh, Dazzle and Witch Doctor that it's not natural for me i guess mm. um, but playing a hero like earthshaker or Darkseer or witch doctor or somebody like that ha- being in the being in the right place to put a spell and putting the spell in the right place sand king is also super high up there for me like that makes much more sense to me and i feel like i can make a much bigger impact knowing your playstyle is important because y- your game impact is so much higher when you know what you can do and how you're good at doing it.
0: And one of the most one of the important things I think to getting better is when you're playing those unranked games like with your friend or something is to try and butt up against your limits you know yeah for sure like like okay like you're not good at those like right clicky heroes who are not as much about their spells and are more about just like just you know the solid very very fundamentals right it's like okay then I'm gonna pick drow right
1: yeah you have to yeah, so when I play unranked or when I play party I play sh- a lot of anti mage and my win rate with anti mage is dog shit. It's yeah. su- it's super bad. But it when I play with an anti mage in my game when I'm like in lane with him and I like now I have a little bit deeper uh of an understanding of what he should be doing of like how I can help him get to that place where he's going to take over the game and things like that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, and if you play carry, like we're playing, we're, we talk. So you play support a lot, and Emily plays support a lot, I play support a lot. Um, if you're carry, you can still do the same thing. You can still play, uh, if you play carry a lot in, like, solo ranked, you could still play support in unranked, play support with your friends, and, like, it, it's super valuable. It definitely is learning what it's. Because it's so different, because, like, once again, because Dota is so complex, every. Every position is super different, and every hero is definitely super different. And if you can just like increase your knowledge over the course of forty-five minutes of like what their game is like, then um, your synergy with them, with a person like with a person playing that similar hero, the same hero, like a similar position, in your rank game, is going to be it's going to go through the roof.
0: Uh, and one thing, like, just to stop people from, from taking a bad road from the advice we just gave, there are limits to this, right? Like, I will sometimes play Meepo in, in games with, like, with Emily.
1: Why would you do that? That's not a I don't, good idea.
0: I don't, really do that anymore because I don't learn anything. I just, I walk away more confused than what I started, right?
1: Yeah, you could do that, but just, like, don't look at it as a learning experience.
0: That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, so you know, like there are like there are some skills that like I'm I'm trying you know I'm trying to learn a lot of like right click hard carries and stuff, and maybe I'll come back to Meepo someday, but I will probably just never be good at Meepo, and that's uh, having some of those heroes is okay, yeah. You know,
1: um, I thought I would never be good at Storm Storm Spirit, but I played a little bit. I played, you know, some maybe somewhere in the double digits uh, games with him when I first started climbing and. In- I learned I wasn't great, right? I was playing it at one game or more at the time, but um it was fun to learn and just I don't know. Because you say you'll never be good at Meepo, don't rule it out, I guess.
0: Alright. Yeah, I I will I will continue to try now and then, um and probably regret it, but you know. We'll
1: keep a we'll have a segment on Colin's uh like Colin's progression in playing Meepo and it'll just be shit every week.
0: Well, I threw a net and somehow I caught myself. I didn't know you <laughs> could do that.
1: Uh, oh. c- the, so, uh, one more thing, sorry. But I, I no, feel, sure. I feel like we're trying to move past it, but I think the most important thing at a low MMR, like, the most important thing you can do to have an impact on the game is recognize when people feed. Because at even at our level, and essentially, or sorry, especially at the lower levels, people are going to feed. And you don't have games like... You don't have those 6K MMR games where at 10 minutes it's like two kills to one kill or two kills to three kills or something like that. It's it's just going to be... like People are going to feed, and you need to recognize who's feeding. If it's your lane, you need to do something different within your lane. You need to play differently. You need to call someone over to your lane. Um, if it's in a different lane, maybe you need to consider moving over to the other lane or sending the player who's in your lane to that lane like is it we're not playing at a level where you need like you need to have someone one person mid one person off lane two in the safe lane or and one roaming or something like that you know you don't mm-hmm. need that strict structure sometimes the tri lane works sometimes like having s- someone who's in the off lane moving them to just roaming or keeping an eye on the safe lane works, and if you have good communication skills, you can definitely make that happen. And it's important to understand, like, it's important to recognize, is your team feeding? Is the other team feeding? Can I take, like, how can I take, how does my hero take advantage of uh, someone feeding in the other lane, or someone feeding in my lane? How does my hero take advantage of us feeding in this lane? Like, if we we are losing this lane, what can my hero do to... There's always something to capitalize on even if you're feeding in a lane, there's always something that you can do to like have a positive impact. And that's that, in my opinion, we said all those other things, but this is most valuable.
0: And that's the one that I actually have the least experience and knowledge with. So that's something I'm going to take
1: away. Oh, because you don't feed. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, because I, I, because I realize I've been feeding. (laughs) It's like, Oh wait, I've spent the last five minutes feeding. Well, all right, we're (laughs) fucked.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Try to take them, try to take like at the 10 minute mark, just try to take a look at who's dying and like, look at the items that okay you can be you could be feeding kills but you could also be like the lane could be zero zero right there could be no kills in it but for some reason one person is way more farmed than the other because the other person hasn't is just like obviously worse at farming mm-hmm. that's also in my opinion that is in the same boat as feeding and you could move over there and zone for them or um, I don't know, do, do something to uh, to help them farm and make an impact that way. There's always an opportunity. There's always an opportunity to have an impact. And, like, the 10-minute marks, in my opinion, or even the 5-minute marks are good opportunities, like, good benchmarks for you to just, like, especially if you're playing support. But, once again, you can do that as carry, too. Just take a step back and look at the scoreboard or look at the items that people have in lane and decide, like, Am I doing the most I can right here? Is there more I could be doing? Does it, am, is the hero that I'm playing able to do more than I'm doing right now?
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something I. Yeah, I think I need to work on that. Yeah. So, in the world of Dota, this week we got the Spring Cleaning update, yeah. which uh, ironically
1: just made a shit few, a lot more cluttered. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it made things the exact a lot opposite. messier. Opposite.
0: Um I mean I really am grateful for some of the features they added, right? Like yeah. the the changes to the kill feed so like you can see who destroyed a barracks and uh like huh. the camp hitboxes when you're placing warts. That's awesome.
1: Do you like that though? I feel like that kind of um distinguished me from lesser support players when I knew how to block camps and D word.
0: I like At a certain point, like, I mean, I I, I see where you're coming from, but I think also, like, let's just make it easier for people. Let's, like, at the higher levels, like, this stuff doesn't matter. Everyone just knows this anyway. Mm -hmm. Let's make the onboarding process easier because Dota is so hard to get into.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. So. I don't know. I don't really. Usually I'm on the Dota Reddit um, a little bit. Like, not as much as my friends, but. This week at work has just been nuts, and do you know how like the community has responded to the changes? Because I certainly don't.
0: I mean, like it seems like everyone's been so distracted talking about bugs that no one's talking about their opinion on the <laughs> actual additions. Sorry, right,
1: I forgot it's video games. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, what a what a grave error forgetting that. Yeah. Um, and also with all the the pro drama, which we'll get to in a minute, I'm sure. Um, which has been, God, just wild. A, dime a dozen. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe we should just get straight into it. So, like, the sure. biggest one, of course, is that and Universe have Lefty G and are going to be playing on Secret now.
1: That pisses me off so
0: much. Really? Tell me more.
1: I just don't really, like... Artesian is who he is, and he had a few interviews, like, in the past couple months, like, surrounding the Shanghai Major and right after the Shanghai Major, and he just seemed like... A little bit more mature, and I watch his stream occasionally, and he just seemed like a little bit more. He's always been somebody who communicates in games, but often it had a negative, like a, an extremely negative spin. And like I f- personally feel like recently that was getting a little bit better. And he was just—he's still a kid, right? He's younger than me, certainly younger than you. And I feel like he was coming up to be like that player, like fe- like I imagine. I in my in my dreams he was becoming that player like Fear that was just like a somewhat of like the old man Dodo role model um, but then he just ditches Peter and goes back probably to the team that he thinks he can win a TI with mm-hmm. and like whatever dude <laughs> like do you I guess but I don't know
0: it it kind of blows my mind that Universe is coming with him though. Like, yeah, Universe it, has been with EG for for like 3 years. Yeah,
1: he's been, and he's been with Fear for longer.
0: Yeah. It's it's crazy. And I mean, you know, like Okay, so the trade is is obviously trading Wee for Arteezy and trading Misery for Universe. I have so much respect for Misery. Misery for Universe is a clear win. Absolutely. Universe is such a fucking good offlaner.
1: Yeah, he's one. I, I would argue that he's the best, and definitely in Western Dota, maybe in the world.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, we for Arteezy, I'm not sure. I mean, like, I think Arteezy is a better all-around player.
1: We just haven't seen him play mid in a while. So.
0: Right, and We is such a good mid. He's he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's nuts. Um, so. Anyway, that drama happened and people flipped out, um, and we eventually found out that the replacement on E. G. uh is going to be Owie and Bulba. Um with Owie playing Carrie again. Which is interesting. That's um cool. I I'm curious to see it. I what what was the I guess he was playing Carrie on D C, which is, you know, everybody's favorite team, D C, right? Um, I don't know, Aoi made this video. Uh, talking about the the move and sort of explaining it to his fans and he's, you know, reading off of a, a Word document like a robot and just like, you know, I think you, you said like the top comment on YouTube was like, blink three times if you need help. Like, he, he sounds like pee-pee. He's off screen with a gun at him. Um, But my favorite line of the whole thing is he's, he's talking, he's trying to explain, and he says, and I'm just thinking about who I see myself standing with at Ti six, when we get the Aegis, and I see myself standing with the people I won it with from Ti five, and Bulba, it's just like oh, and Bulba minus universe. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a it's a weird, awkward thing that I I guess is probably just awkward because EG is a professional organization that they told Owie he had to make a statement, and he was like, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing, but you know.
1: Yeah, I guess we're we're like. I saw that video and it's almost like one step closer to the world of esports as a bigger thing with like press, post game press conferences and shit. Like it's basically, it's obviously a statement that they wrote for him to read and, or maybe he wrote, but it's, we're definitely entering an era where like, no longer can he just like, I don't know, after he, after they kicked him, uh, after T.I., he, he was much more emotional on his Twitter, right? Like, mm-hmm. his emotions were definitely on his sleeve, and here he is reading this um, this statement that's, like... I don't know, very... It, it feels rehearsed. I mean, it's obviously rehearsed, so you can see him reading it off the paper. So what is that? I don't know.
0: I, I would love to enter an era where there was a little bit more professionalism in all this. I mean, like... I would love more team stability, and I think it's kind of it's kind of crazy that the players can't understand the benefits of team stability, right? Like, they, they clearly can't, but it's like, well, look at Na'Vi. Look at the fact that anyone still cares about Na'Vi. Anyone still buys Na'Vi merchandise or watches their streams to fight the fact that all they do is lose. Yeah. That's because they built a brand, you know? And if you guys build a brand, you could make that Na'Vi money. Um, And they just don't seem to get that, which is weird to me. But like,
1: I can understand that Arteta just wants to win a fucking TI. Sure, I can understand that frustration from him. Um, it just came as like, it just seemed like EG was a team to do it. They just needed to figure out how to beat Secret. You know, they had totally. one, they had that one hurdle, and then he's like, "Well, they won, so I'm with them now, Sarge."
0: And that's the other thing is like, I feel like, I mean, you remember the big post TI five shuffle? Yeah, of course. And for a while, Vega was winning stuff yeah. because. Vega didn't explode and like they like none of their players like it was they weren't that strong a team but they were used to playing to each with each other. They knew each other as a team and that made them better. Mm-hmm. And just none of these people seem to understand that's like well you stick with a team, you get to know them and sure eventually you need to call it quits probably. Eventually you need to say this isn't working. But you need to give it a little time to develop.
1: Did they recently? No, they still have they still have the same squad.
0: Uh Vega yeah, right. No, they uh they dropped uh Pasha actually. Um I get to read this fucking name which is so hard to say. Ya Pasha Yabashu. Um their uh their position one uh he he left to go for to polarity um and I think that was a kick. Um and now they've got uh FN as their new uh position one. But oh. like that's the only change they've made. I, know, just, I just year. saw
1: that Virtus Pro shuffled too. That's yeah, yeah.
0: No, at this point, like at this point, everyone has shuffled. Like everyone has exploded. I mean, OG hasn't, but like
1: OG's my favorite team, by the way. I will Oh, OG's plug, so great. I would plug OG until I die.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good man. Good man. You'll you'll fit in great around here. Um <laughs> Yeah, like everybody everybody's kind of exploding we're looking at like so Wee's new team which is Wii Resolution Mu uh, Soxa and Misery they're the new digital chaos um, that seems like a team that would have more success than the old digital chaos but maybe that name is cursed I don't know mm-hmm. um, yeah Virtus Pro exploded um, I think all they kept was FNG and Yoki um, everyone else's new oh no sorry FNG and God yeah God Um yeah, uh, Team Spirit picked up uh, Illidan and Funick, which I love Weird. those guys, and I, like, I think that will make them serious contenders, maybe. Yeah. I don't, I, I still can't tell if Funick still has anything, you know?
1: I haven't watched him play in a long time, so I can't comment on it.
0: He's, he's been, he's made some really boneheaded plays. I, you know, like, I've seen him do, like, like, Bat Rider Blink Lasso when there were no teammates nearby, and he just got eviscerated. I was yeah. like, what, what are you thinking? Um... Yeah and then you know the Chinese Dota scene is just a complete shit show disaster. I don't even I think every single team there is like I was just getting used to it.
1: It's so difficult to learn the teams when they like for me for me I guess it's it was easier for me to learn the um the big western Dota teams uh and way more difficult for me to learn the Chinese teams when I was like just getting into it and mm-hmm. I feel like I was just getting a grasp on, like, who was on, who was on which team and, like, how they played and, you know, obviously what position and, and then this, and it's just very frustrating.
0: Yeah. For me. And, I, and I, you know, it's like, oh, deck, that team with Aggressive on it. It's like, nope. No. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh, IG, they have Burning, right? Mm-mm, sorry.
0: Yeah. You know, And it's like, oh, wait, no, that's right. Burning's on Vici now with those other guys. It's like, well, technically that's true, because Burning is the only man who stayed on Vichy. It's like what? What is happening? I don't know. That it's it's just kind of nuts how much the scene is exploding. And I know, like, uh, I forget who it was. Um, was it LD? I think was on Twitter saying like, so this major system was built to you know create some some team stability. Good work. <laughs>
1: yep, you got it. Um, you definitely achieved not what you wanted to do there.
0: But I also don't know how much that is their fault. You know, like. It's just, this is the attitude these players have, and until you change the way they think about this, there's just not going to be stability. The way they think about it is, if things are not working, you need a change-up, and the benchmarks are major tournaments. So now there are more major tournaments, more benchmarks to say this isn't working, more chances to explode. Yeah. Yeah, so the pro scene has exploded, and the patch broke everything, and is slowly fixing everything, and... I don't know. We're in a weird place. We're waiting for 6.87. Valve always has their their April week off, and after that we'll get 6.87. I just I, I wonder where the game goes from here, you know? It feels like we're in such a weird place.
1: I feel like the balance is okay, right? No one's really... Complaining about anyone being super OP except for maybe OD.
0: But... OD is pretty nuts, but yeah, other than OD, like I, I expected people to be more upset about Death Prophet, but it seems like that's actually working out.
1: Yeah, I, I can't really speak for the like because I'm not on the Reddit, I guess, as much as like you or my other friends. So I can, I can only speak for my MMR, and usually that's usually you have people who can take advantage of the op heroes but for the most part you can always take advantage of people's mistakes so yeah i don't know the balance seems okay <laughs> i'm re- i i guess i'm ready for the next balance patch but i'm content right now it's definitely yeah. it's definitely not the ho ho ha ha days
0: <laughs> yeah those were those were some fun times weren't uh, they yes well i th- i feel like that <laughs> Like at least this isn't six point eight three. Yeah. Peace out, Bottle Crow twenty six. <laughs> All right. Later. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for joining me, man. Maybe we'll have you on again sometime.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'd I'd be down to um come back and kind of like give uh give a little update of like where I'm at and things I'm learning, things I'm doing poorly, and things I'm doing well. If you'll have me back.
0: For sure. So. This has been uh, Bottle Crow episode 26. If you want to get in touch with us via Twitter, we're at Bottle Crow, or you can email us any questions or comments at bottlecrowpodcast at gmail.com. Our intro and outro music are courtesy of Reddit user Pomodi. They're his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which you can get in game in Dota. Some some really good uh, classic Chinese music style. Um, We also are part of uh, ScanLineMedia.com. That's the website that I and Johnny and a few other people write for if you want to check out some general games coverage and criticism. Um, And one last note, on that site right now is an article I just put up about Windranger itemization and how if I see you with a mithril hammer as Windranger, I will kill you. Check it out. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Later. Bye.